Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling. And in very big local news, today I opened a window. (laughs) Now, in what has been the never-ending summer of 2020 in Phoenix, we are now into day two of a cool spell. It is only 32 degrees right now. And as I said... I've opened a window in celebration and I didn't feel like I was opening an oven door. (laughs) There is actually a breeze in my sitting room. I'd actually nearly forgotten. It's still one of the driest summers on record, if not the driest summer ever. And the mini monsoon we had a couple of weeks ago hasn't turned out to be the precursor of the proper monsoon season, as the weather folk really hoped it would be. Plus, By the weekend, we are back up to 41, (laughs) which then shows no sign of abating for a few weeks as summer rolls on. I have counted my blessings this week, though, and thought, well, I could be living in Colorado, which only a few days ago has had completely wild weather. You may have seen me tweet about this. On one day, it was 29 degrees and sunny. The very next day, minus one massive snow shower. I did actually ask the BBC weatherman, Simon King, what on earth's going on? Was it an error on my weather app? But nope, it was down to, as he put it in proper meteorological terms, because the jet stream was taking a monster dive south. (laughs) Brilliant. So thoughts and prayers, good folk of Colorado. I would never know what to wear if I live there. At least in Phoenix, I know April to October is shorts and then November to March, light jacket. That's it. (laughs) It was a genuinely weird phenomenon when I did open my front door yesterday and I thought, this feels a bit unusual and I couldn't really work out why. It took me a good few seconds to realise that it felt strange because the temperature outside my house was kind of the same as it was inside my house for the first time in months and months and months. You get so used to the slap round the face that is the Phoenix summer heat every time you walk outside that when it's not there... It takes a while to work out why it feels different. I mean, to give you an idea of how big a deal this is, my friend Evo called me this week and the first thing he said was, have you been outside? It's a big deal. A few listeners have got in touch actually to say, how can you live in Phoenix? It's a climate disaster. Air conditioning on all the time. It's terrible. And you know, I hear you. I suppose that's kind of the problem with being human, isn't it? We're generally bad for the planet. Having air conditioning on for four months of the year is bad. But is it really any different from needing to have the heating on for four months or more of the year? I suppose pretty much anywhere you live, the weather means we either need heating or cooling to help us stay alive. And actually, I looked this up, air conditioning is a lot more energy efficient than central heating. I know. It actually takes a load less energy to transfer heat, air conditioners, than to generate heat, which of course is how furnaces and boilers work. I did not know that. I feel like I've had a science lesson. Dr Lawrence, my physics teacher from about 1986, would be very pleased with me. Thank you. However, do not get me started on the amount of water Phoenix uses up. Who thought that it was a good idea building so many golf courses 
in a desert. There's 200 of them in Phoenix. Guess how much water they use. This is something else I looked up and did a little quiz around my family table yesterday. 20,000 gallons a day, my little daughter said. 30,000, my eldest daughter said. Nah, 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 said my husband. At least mm, 80,000 gallons of water a day. Do you know how much those 200 golf courses use on average a day? 80 million gallons of water in a desert. In a desert. Extraordinary. I joined a new social group this week, or rather popped in and lurked in a new social group this week. There's an app that you might be familiar with, actually, called Nextdoor, which is kind of like a micro-social network just for the few square miles where you live. You put your address in and it adds you to the local message board. (laughs) I have spent many a happy half hour here or there this week digging into the local drama. Here is a taster of some of the big issues in my neck of the woods this week. Nats. Does anyone else have gnats? I have them. None of my neighbours do. Why do I have all the gnats? What can I do? Loads of answers on this. No one else has them is the headline. But apple cider vinegar, apparently a bowl of that in your kitchen somewhere, works a treat. Spoiler alert, apple cider vinegar seems to be the answer to a lot of these questions (laughs) that are on these message boards. Watch out, said another. There's a coyote with a broken leg on 32nd Street. So many responses to this. So many people getting really upset about this. But my favourite one said, leave him alone. He's been around for years, at least four years. We call him Gimpy. (laughs) Gimpy? (laughs) This poor coyote. He sounds like he's been through enough with his little broken leg. He's like, they call me Gimpy? What about warrior? Come on. I say justice for that coyote. Late night door knocker (laughs) was another topic. A blonde woman knocked at my door last night and said she'd lost her dog. This seemed very strange, said the poster. Again, loads of responses. And the headline is, no, she hadn't knocked on anyone else's door in the neighbourhood. This is my favourite response. Hmm, this sounds hinky. I was like, what? I had to look that up. Apparently, hinky means suspect. Nice colloquial words that no one out the area really understands what it means. I nearly responded, why not try a bowl of apple cider vinegar on your front doorstep? (laughs) She won't come again. The big row of the week, though, on my little local social media network was campaign sign thief. And I read, a Trump Pence campaign sign was stolen from my friend's yard on 22nd Street last week. This violates the civil rights of the landowner, said this poster, and also violates the First Amendment right of free speech. You can imagine, can't you, the discussion. Hundreds and hundreds of comments on this. So much mudslinging going on between one side and the other. Slanging match to like no other. It must have been a Joe Biden voter who stole this. They're all nasty Democrats after all. You can't trust any of them. No, no. Why would a Biden voter want a disgusting Trump sign? It must have been a Trump voter. They're all thieves. I was like, hello, (laughs) neighbour. Happy neighbour. All I could think was, there was a monsoon last week. I've seen these signs. They're quite flimsy. 
maybe it blew away in the massively strong winds. I don't think winds has any idea about First or Second Amendment rights. But there you go. Only two months till the election, eh? I'll see you in the desert. Oh, actually, look, before I head off into the nice, cool sunset, I haven't banged on about social media for a while. I would love you to come and get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at Walker Sam. I'm all over Instagram like a rash at Sam Walker Radio. And of course, there's a Facebook group. Just search for Sam Walker's Desert Diaries. Come and let me know all about you. I love to know where you are listening. So please, please, please do get in touch. Just come and leave me a message in any of those places. And of course, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Really leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcast does make such a massive difference. I've got about 270 reviews on Apple Podcasts in the UK right now. So please, can we make it to 300? It's an arbitrary number that will just randomly make me happy. So thank you so much. Wherever you listen, a review or a rating is just terrific. You're marvellous. I'll see you soon.